0: Conscious creators, welcome back, and welcome to Mercury Retrograde. Okay, forgive me, that was a bit dramatic. I am a dramatic person though. But anyway, guys, it is Mercury retrograde. And if your butthole isn't clenching at the thought of that, then congratulations. You are not part of the spiritual community that has been conditioned to believe that Mercury retrograde is the absolute end of the world. Now, if your butthole is clenching like mine, when I hear Mercury retrograde, we tend to believe that all shit is about to break loose. Uh, It's the end of the world, and that our ex is going to come back into our life at any moment. When Mercury Retrograde comes around, we also think about how we need to communicate clearer, as well as leave a little earlier than we're used to, just because anything that can go wrong will probably go wrong during a Mercury Retrograde. Now, it is never my goal to induce fear, and I totally apologize the intro was a little um cheeky. But there really is nothing to fear with Mercury retrograde. Today, we are going to get into the ins and outs of Mercury Retrograde, what it is, and how you can navigate it. And we are very lucky at Creating Consciousness to be joined by my dear friend, Alex Kayola, the High Priestess of Brooklyn, as she walks us through and explains everything we need to know about this Mercury Retrograde and Mercury Retrogrades in general. But of course, before we get into all of the goodness Alex has to share for us and the amazing conversation that we have, I do have to get into the housekeeping for this week. You've heard it before, but the last chance to get your free mini Oracle card reading from me is September 30th. And you can claim that free reading by leaving a rating and review for this podcast and sending me a screenshot of that rating and review on Instagram at this consciousness. Once you send it, I will ask your permission to pull for you because I am all about consent and ethical practices. And once I have your consent and your permission, we will engage in the reading. It's as simple as that. No signing up for an email list or anything, but I mean, my emails are kind of funny and I get a lot of emails from my peers, colleagues, and clients telling me just how much they love my emails. So like humble brag, but you do want to be on my email list because they're spiritual, they're funny, and I talk a lot of shit. Oh my God, Rebecca. For example, one of the emails I sent out this week was how TikTok... Tretinoin TikTok sent me into this trigger spiral Uh, and quick aside, using tretinoin has changed my life. COVID 2020 ruined my skin just because um, obviously I was neglecting myself and so I'm using tretinoin to get my complexion back and it is working, but that is beside the point. I really would just love to engage with you in email because sometimes I'm not on Instagram and email just seems like a really beautiful, safe container for us to connect in an energetic space. Uh, And yes, the free membership community is coming back, so we'll have that too eventually. Now, the last thing I do want to let you know before we move into the episode with Alex is about my four-part virtual live course called tarot for the shadow tarot is an incredible tool to help you do your shadow work but so many people don't look at it that way they look at it as a tool that will tell the future i mean how many times have you sat down with a friend and they've asked you what does this boy think about me or what does so and so think about me uh When friends would do that to me, I felt like I was disrespecting the cards because my connection to the tarot has really never been one that is future telling. It has been about processing and reprogramming feelings because the tarot is an archetypal tool. And if you know shadow work, you know, archetypes are a very big thing. But if you're hearing this and it's just kind of going over your head, don't worry. It still might be the course for you. If you are also listening to this and you're like, wow, that really lights me up. I wanna learn more about this. Tarot for the Shadow might be the class for you. We will be spending time getting to intuitively understand our decks and getting to know the shadow elements that are at play while we are reading. By the time you leave this class, you will have every tool you need to use the tarot in your own personal healing. In fact, if you are already a tarot professional, you will have a deeper understanding of the tarot that can help you elevate and enhance your readings. This course is perfect for the beginner and professional practitioner alike because there is always something new to learn and understand when using your intuition and going to the shadow. Not only will you leave each live class having absorbed the class content and with deliverables for the next class, but you will also have received a reading at the end of each class to help you navigate your week and to help you tune into your shadow self. It is going to be a blast. It is going to be deeply healing, and I am so, so, so excited to facilitate this and to hold the space for us as we dive deep. The doors for this class will be opening this Sunday, October third. And if you are interested, if this is piquing your interest at all, like even in the slightest, I'm going to let you in on a secret. Sign up for the waitlist because people on the waitlist will be the only people who receive a discount code for this class. I'm going to say it again. If you are even slightly interested in this class, head to the show notes and sign up for the waitlist for Tarot for the Shadow because I will be giving a discount to the waitlist and only the waitlist. Tarot was the beginning of my journey and it has helped me form my business every step of the way. It has helped transform me into a more evolved person and I couldn't be any happier because the tarot truly reflects back to me the energies of my subconscious, and it can do exactly the same for you. So get your name on the wait list. And here's the other thing. Because it is Mercury retrograde, there's a chance that you could miss this altogether. So like, double check, triple check that you are on the wait list to ensure you get that discount code. You can even send me a message and I will send you the link. That way you do not miss out because I don't want Mercury Retrograde to come in and ruin the chances of you healing. But with that being said, guys, it is time we get into the episode because here's the thing, not everything that happens during Mercury Retrograde is something you need to fear. And with that, here's Alex, the High Priestess of Brooklyn.
1: Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Thank you for being here. I'm so, so excited that you're here and that we get to geek out over astrology and then debunk some of our favorite Mercury retrograde myths. Let's do it. So can you tell us a little bit about your spiritual identity? Of course, mentioning your big three because you're an astrologer.
1: Yeah, of course. Oh my gosh, my spiritual identity is a cosmic cheerleader. But I am a Capricorn rising, a Gemini sun, and a Scorpio moon. So um, I think the Cap rising means that I am not like a total basket case. Uh, I'm grounded in some... Yeah. And and some earthiness. Um, I'm just kidding. I I absolutely love all of my placements and I don't think there are any bad placements. Um, I think that's something important to think when you're looking at pop astrology, there's a lot of shadiness out there and truly like there's nothing you can do to change your chart. So you may as well um, get comfortable with it get to know yourself, become self-aware. That's really the point. So you mentioned
0: your rising sign first. Is there a reason for that? Because most people mention their sun sign
1: first. I don't know. I kind of switch it up, I guess. Uh, I feel that you and I are dressed very earth rising today because you just found out you're a Taurus rising. Yeah. Which is so you. Yeah. (laughs) Most definitely. Your rising is the most unique to you because it changes every couple hours or so throughout the day. So the sign that was on the horizon at the time you were born is your rising. And it has a lot to do with how you orient towards the world. So a lot of times it's just going to be more relevant to you. And that's, I mean, secret. Um, astrologers put the rising sign on the horizon to give you the sun sign horoscope. Um, because that that's like really the way to do it. I, I'm sure other astrologers have different methods, but I'm just giving you the behind the curtain. That's what we do. So it, it's uh, it's kind of written for your rising.
0: That's really, really interesting because most people, when they're looking at their horoscope, they're going straight for the sun sign and that's it. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where I read like
1: literally my entire chart Yeah. <laughs> when it comes then to- Then it becomes too much. I mean, yeah. that's when your Libra is coming out and it's like, okay, well, what should I do today?
0: <laughs> Thanks for reeling me back in because <laughs> I needed that.
1: Do you check every day? No.
0: Oh my gosh. I would go crazy if I did. But there are those days where I'm just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Right. Mm -hmm. But then at the same token, right. It's me not taking accountability for just things that I could control or like some external influences. It's me wanting to blame the planets and my Mm -hmm. placements. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think the same can be said for Mercury retrograde. Right. Totally. People blame their entire life falling apart on Mercury retrograde. And it's like not retrograde that frequently. Yeah. It's trendy. <laughs> yes. It's trendy. Yes. I don't know how Mercury got that rap, to be honest. I guess it's just something that people talk about. I think Susan Miller was one of the first astrologers that everyone, you know, read their horoscope and they would be like, oh God, it's Mercury retrograde because she would kind of make a big deal out of it. And it is a I mean, look, when any planet goes into retrograde, it's a it's a it's something to note. Um, Mercury being a personal planet, it moves really fast. So that's why we feel it more, because we feel it going its normal speed, which is forward, which is the way our world works. We want to get from A to B. We get in our car. We get on the train. We're used to things running on time. We're used to sending an email and having it get to the person. A text, same thing. So when Mercury is not in working order, not going at that rate, um, we feel it. So it's also having the empathy to understand, okay, it's Mercury retrograde. Maybe I'm not being clear. Maybe I'm not understanding what my partner is trying to say, my coworker. Um, so, you know, I think it's just understanding that. And, and also like if the trains aren't running on time, it's like, well, did I leave myself an extra buffer knowing that it's Mercury retrograde? Check in with that, you know? Are you able to explain a little bit about what Mercury retrograde
0: is so they might have a better understanding? Because I know when I first heard about it, it was like trendy pop culture spewing Mercury retrograde. And like I
1: thought the planet was spinning backwards the whole time. So, Mercury is, like I said, a very close planet to us on the Earth. It moves at a speed of like, it's like an 88 day cycle. So it moves really fast. And Mercury is responsible for the way that we think and the way that we communicate. And so you have, we all have a Mercury sign, i.e. where Mercury was when we were born. And then Mercury, of course, the the planet moves through all of the signs throughout the year. So the planet is responsible for like short-term travel, again, communication with one another, um, it's responsible for like things like contracts and th- things that bind us by the words that we use and, um, you know, email texts, things like that. Technology is another, um, thing that Mercury rules, um, because it's all reliant on like the signals and the kind of the back end and all these synapses firing. So if you just think of Mercury as like the sign of the brain, and that can be like AI too, you know, um, that's that's Mercury. And so when Mercury goes retrograde, it's just not moving at the speed that all of the planets around it are moving if they're moving direct, um, including you know us on Earth. So it's sort of like a relative, it, it looks like it's moving backwards relatively, but really it's just not moving at the speed of all the planets around it. If you've ever seen a car or been in a car that's like moving, but not at the speed of everything else, it just seems like it's Going backwards that's the phenomenon of a retrograde, so all the planets go retrograde um and so it's it just happens with Mercury more frequently because it moves faster, and like I said, it's a personal planet, so we feel its regular effects in the good way, in the direct way more frequently than we feel it going backwards or you know re- retrograde, so it's a something we notice in our day-to-day. It's like annoyances. It's like little things. its It could derail your whole day if you had like a bu- like 10 annoying things happen that day, but it's not like earth-shattering stuff. It shouldn't be. Right. Except
0: if like you lose your entire hard drive on your computer.
1: Well, right. <laughs> that did happen to you. I forgot about that. What was that? Was that like the pisces I one i think so. or was it it was yeah it was the one it was a water one i remember did it what happened again i was just that was earth shadow. yeah days. it was earth shadow. i should I was, be more no empathetic. oh my god I'm no sorry.
0: no 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 please <laughs> because like i thought it was the end of the world but the thing is it's like oh just take your hard drive in and you're going to get shit off of it like you'll be able to fix it there's always a solution you know So I don't exactly remember what happened. I was just like working on a podcast episode and then just like my computer crashed and I lost everything on my hard drive. And I was like, you know what? I was able to get a new hard drive. I bought a new hard drive. I sent in my hard drive to be repaired. And then they sent me back that hard drive fixed plus another hard drive. So I got three hard drives out of that situation. So I was like, cool. Um, I just manifested three new hard drives. So
1: (laughs) Mercury's my friend. (laughs) Mercury is definitely your friend. That is so funny too about manifestation. Sometimes when you're like impatient with something, but it's like already in the works, it can come to you like three times.
0: Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't be mad at this.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, I think that that that's happened to me before too. Not, Not disaster like that, but like travel and stuff or like if your flight gets canceled and you're supposed to get somewhere, I mean- You name it, it can be a disaster. It's just like preparing
0: for the worst. And sometimes if the worst doesn't happen, great, then you're good to go. But sometimes it's there and you just have to deal with it. But then I think like pop culture at the same time saying like, don't sign contracts during Mercury Retrograde. Don't start dating during
1: Mercury Retrograde. Don't do all these things. Yeah. What is your take on that? I think if you can help it, so I'll give you a couple examples. The contract thing is real. So this is a job offer. This is a lease. This is, I'm sure you felt it too. So I have a very dear friend and she knows, I think she'd be comfortable with me sharing this because we talk about it all the time and she's getting out of it, but she signed a lease for a restaurant during March of 2020. When we had a retrograde. Okay. March of 2020 was also like a fucking disaster for everything. But like that was, I think it was like end of February, early, very early March. So it was like right at the, the tip of the, the, the pandemic. And she literally has been dealing with not being able to open this restaurant because of one thing or another, gas leak, this and that, the other thing um, with her landlord. So she's poured a lot of money and effort into this contract that she signed during a time where you really shouldn't be signing a contract. So what I'll say to you is you can do whatever you want, but no, like you said, be prepared for it to not be the smoothest ride. There may be clauses that you need to like pick back up or whatever. So you just don't have all the information when you're signing during a retrograde, um, a mercury retrograde. So if you can help it, don't if you can slow roll it, if you can, people negotiate. I used to be a recruiter for like 10 years. People negotiate all the time. And I, as a recruiter would be like, you shouldn't sign it right now. You know what I mean? Like, I know we'll have to renegotiate it, which is fine. But like, you know, you feel it out. I mean, some people want to get their, their life going. Um, Just be prepared that like long-term things can be tough if you've signed it during a Mercury retrograde. If you have to sign something during Mercury retrograde like your life doesn't stop um just pray for protection pray for it to go as well as it could go and that nothing you know major happens as a result or you don't lose anything major right um, because I mean you also have to kind of work with it too and and live your life. And it's not the only thing going on. You can't just stop everything you're doing in forward momentum for three and a half Mm -hmm. weeks. That's just not possible. It's not possible. Just review, review, review. Review is huge. And I think if we're talking about like how to use it to your example, to mention what you mentioned earlier, that this is the time to pick things back up off the shelf, like an old project that you were like, Oh, I love doing that. Like, can I bring that back? Um, or if you want to get closure you want to actually revisit something that happened in the past that you never fully close the book on, um, it, it's a good time to be able to get clarity on past things.
0: Now, is this why so many exes reach out to people during
1: Mercury retrograde? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think people have this um, this focus on the past during the retrograde and it, it can be the case. So, the, you know... Do you want to get back with an ex during a retrograde? I don't know. I mean, I think it kind of depends on the situation. Do you want to maybe have a conversation and get closure? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. It really depends. Um, So I'm not going to say I condone, like, people getting back with their exes during a retrograde. But it happens. Is it going to
0: last? Maybe. Maybe not. It's not just mercury
1: retrograde. There are more things play. What's the foundation like? What does your composite chart say? What does your synastry chart say? You know, Mercury is one of the personal planets that is helpful in a relationship, but it's not one of the ones that like binds you completely in a partnership. So like Venus retrograde, you know, Mars retrograde that Venus is uh, rules love and what we're attracted to. Like That could be a little bit more a culprit for a breakup. A Mars retrograde too, where you start to realize like, what is our sexual attraction? What is our chemistry? Like, how do we get shit done together? Um, And Saturn too. Saturn can be, Saturn is like marriage foundational stuff. Like you want Saturn to be in a pretty good position when you're getting married or um, when you're going through maybe a retrograde or or something as a couple, you may be moving or you may like want to look at the foundations or like how much money you're bringing in, like how to support yourselves, things like that. And I think, you know, economical stuff always has a to, to look at it outside of astrology. Economical things can have a lot to do with breakups too, especially long-term partnerships.
0: Yeah. I just feel like in this day and age, we... Uh, just meaning collectively, are so quick to just blame Mercury retrograde on every little thing. Is it to the point where we're all like joking about it in a sarcastic manner? Maybe. But there's like
1: truth rooted in sarcasm, right? Totally. Totally. It's annoying. You could be working on something. I mean, you and I both create on like social media, let's say you could be creating something and put it in drafts and lose it. Yeah. That's like an hour out of your life. That fucking sucks. That, that's something you can blame. I would also say you guys like check the I know it's on your for you page, but like check the credibility of like, who's talking to you. It can be very toxic. Please. So, Please. Please. Lovey, I forgot. I pulled up your chart, but I want to pull it up oh again. Oh gosh. Um, do you know your Mercury sign or where it is? Libra in the fourth house. You're, oh. Oh, I You're love this reaction. Cool. <laughs> mm. Your Mercury is retrograde in the fourth house. So retrogrades are better for you than everyone else. I was going to
0: ask you, is it true that if you are born during a mercury retrograde that it's easier or is it harder? So you're saying that it's easier.
1: That from all accounts that I've studied, yes. Now, easy is kind of the operative word there and I also think that's pretty objective, but or subjective. Um but yes, And this one that's coming up, the one that's from the 27th to the 23rd, 27th of September to the 23rd of October, 2021 is in Libra. It could be really good for you. Actually, you could see things come back into play that are really beneficial for you. Could be again, like just more, it's more of a mitigating circumstance when we have a retrograde. Mm -hmm. Now, because your Mercury is in retrograde, Normally, a lot of what you're going to be thinking about or doing um, from a communication standpoint is, how do I reclaim things from the past? How do I, like, make an old thing new again? When it comes to domestic, um, the domestic house that it's in, the fourth house, you can think about, I mean, if you were an antiquer, that would make a lot of sense. But I think given what you do, given that you work from your home, given that you communicate from your home, you've created an office for yourself and you've created, um, you've created a way to share your message in your home base. It can be construed like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we've all done that, but I think you've done that in a really great way, and you've launched a really successful podcast all on your own from your home. You. So it's kind of like perfect. Yeah. Mm, Chills. (laughs) Thank you for that. I appreciate that. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. And you know, like Mercury is also um, those quick ideas that come in that you're like, I think that that's a good idea. Just go with it. You know, I think, and especially during a retrograde period, um, you may get more of those. You may have more ideas of, oh, I, you know, I tried this um to talk about TikTok, you know, I tried something, it didn't go quite well, the quite the way that I thought about it, but let me like revamp it and do it again. It's like that that actually could be a really cool strategy mm-hmm. for you.
0: You also said the word revamp. So, it sounds like mm-hmm. Mercury retrograde is the time for all the re's. Reviewing, yes. revamping, refining, yes. tuning into those things that perhaps just need that little extra attention that you've neglected to just relaunch it and and get it out there and try again. Absolutely. It's a second chance. Are do.: What is the best way to harness the energy of Mercury retrograde to, to use it to help us so we're not in that collective state of fear
1: and putting our life on pause for three and a half weeks? Having sort of a game plan, like here's what I would like to work on during Mercury Retrograde. I think if you are in a position where you're a writer or you're working on something that you want to launch, but you need to edit it, this is a really good time to do that. If you're thinking about working on a project that you've been putting off for a long time, this would be a good time to do it. Focusing your attention on things that you can do and you can control is a lot easier than focusing on all the things you can't, which is like a lot of things. I think it's a lesson in control and it's a lesson in Murphy's law, which is like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So leave yourself extra time. If you need to get to a doctor's appointment, you know, maybe consider taking the subway instead of taking a a car. I live in New York. So like we do, we definitely experience Mercury retrograde here because we experience crazy shit that happens with the subway and the signals and all that kind of stuff. So I guess if you're just feeling like, mm, I'm feeling tapping into your intuition, is it going to take me a lot longer to do this thing? Maybe I'm going to focus my attention elsewhere. Or if your computer crashes or dies or your phone, make sure you have a book.
0: Make sure you know where you're going. And my my lights agree because they just turned on brighter
1: that was weird. Can I tell you something? I mean, I do feel like this happens with really super intuitive and psychic people. But earlier today, I this water bottle. I had it on my counter. It's a Peloton water bottle, by the way. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> we're Peloton <What>? friends. <laughs> um, but I knocked it off my counter when I was getting ready, and it landed full, fully just upright on the ground. I don't know how – I literally was just like (laughs) – I looked at my dog like, did you see that? She was like – She was like, yeah. Yeah. Magic. She did see it, and it was loud, so she, you know, was at attention. I've never seen that happen before. I don't know what it means. Yeah, me neither, but that is crazy. I love – but this is – it's
0: so funny, too, because when I do these podcasts and I'm recording, something weird always happens. And, you know, you're a tarot reader as well, so I'm like, the moment the reading begins – it's part of the reading, whatever, whatever it is. If that's like a cop car whizzing by or like your fridge randomly opening. I don't know. I pulled that out of my ass, but <laughs> weird things happen. And I'm just like, okay, that is, that's just
1: what's meant to happen right now. Yes. And interpreting it as such. Like if you get interrupted in the middle of the reading, like who interrupted you? Why did they interrupt you? Exactly really, really crazy, but also fascinating stuff. Can I tell you my favorite example of that? Oh, please. So I was reading for this lovely woman and we were talking about love and she had just started uh, dating someone. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the reading, I'm getting like a knock on my door and like pounding. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm so sorry. Like I have to go get my, and my dog's obviously <laughs> barking. I have to go get that. So it's my super whose name shall remain nameless, but who gives me keys. And I'm like, oh, sorry. You know, it was my super blah, blah, blah. And he gave me keys. And she was like, wait, the guy, we put it together that it was the guy's name that she was asking about was the same as my super's name. Oh my God. So wait for it. It gets even crazier. So I'm like, oh my God, like this is a sign I feel, you know? And she was like super excited. Then she messages me like later and was like, hey, it didn't work out. And I was like, hey, I didn't want to say anything, but the keys don't work. Shut the fuck up. I can't, I, you can't, you can't even write this shit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I didn't want to say anything because you were excited and we were excited. But now that you said it. Oh
0: my God. God. Okay. So I think we have done like a really good job on covering Mercury retrograde. I do want to talk a little bit though about what it is you do, because sure, you just gave us the full rundown of Mercury retrograde, but I've been lucky enough to like do like some mini sessions with you where you're pulling tarot cards, you're reading charts. Can you talk a little bit about your modality and how you came to do this work?
1: Yeah. Great question. So I am an tarot reader, astrologer. I found that the modalities, as I started to use them and get more familiar with both of them, they really work so well together. So I do half astrology, half tarot in my hour-long sessions, and I would say, I would say probably eighty percent of my clients that I work with, I work with like that. And it's very much tapping into your guides, as you know, and um, we interpret the universal energy all around us. That's a really cool way to think about astrology as well. It's like these huge planetary, um, you know, movements are affecting us. That is universal energy. You know, that is momentum. That is um, taking the time to slow down and taking the time to cross your T's and dot your I's and things like that, that Mercury is teaching us. Well, that's, um, Mercury was named after a God, you know, Mercury was named after a guide, you know, these are what the ancients knew and what we now interpret in many different modalities. But if you really think about the fact that all of these, Converge into you're getting the messages that you need at this time, whether it's a transit or it's a a tarot pull or it's a medium. So, as long as you're kind of open, um, we go where we go. And um, I absolutely love what I do. I got started in 2019, luckily before the pandemic. So, I was set up to receive many clients who needed guidance. Mm during 2020, which, and 2021, which have shaped to be, you know, challenging years for many of us. So, um, so yeah. And I write, I write this content. I, I do this content on my Instagram and TikTok and have a lot of fun with it. So, um, I, I'd say I am recently channeling like a Victor Mercado, mm. which much more just like a very, very positive, yet informative um, approach to and fabulous approach to this work. But yeah, I mean, I think that this work should be really helpful and not scary. You know, I think people get scared. Sometimes people are really nervous before a session. I'm sure you feel that too. Oh yeah. And you shouldn't be nervous to access the energy of your guides and your loved ones and the planets who all just love you and want to support you and are here for your highest good. With you sharing that, it brings
0: me to like retrogrades being the shadow element of a planet. Yeah. Okay. That's a great way to put it. What is like the biggest shadow you would say that comes up within a Mercury
1: retrograde period? Well, if we look at the mercury connotation with the tarot, it's the magician and the shadow elements of the magician, as I'm sure your whole community and audience is familiar because you did an episode on it, is manipulation and, you know, like watching your words, watching your words manifest into something without you being necessarily aware of it. It's like the awareness of the way you're moving, the way you're speaking, the way you're communicating, the way others are communicating with you or receiving you. And I think when you're trying very hard to um, manipulate the situation in a Mercury retrograde, it's mm-hmm. going to fail. That's really well put. That's good. I, didn't, I hadn't thought about that before. That's a really good point. See, that's another way that astrology and tarot is like a very cool way to like teach both, you know? Yeah. I think astro-
0: some people look at astrology and it's like this is so mathematical. I don't understand what the chart looks like. But by looking at the tarot archetypes that show up within astrology and like the correlations between the
1: two, I think it makes astrology a lot more digestible. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And then vice versa, like let's say you're a lot more familiar with every single sign, well then you can make a connection to the tarot cards and learn them easier too. We just recently did a podcast of ours uh, on priestesses prescribe it. I don't know when it will come out some, some point before the mercury retrograde. Well, we'll link it in the show notes. Okay, cool. Um, she said, you know, I just like, don't really adhere to mercury retrograde. So it, I don't feel like it's ever really affected me. And I was like, mm. I think that's actually brilliant because when you start to focus on like, Oh, what's going to go wrong? I mean, again, we know what that's like when it comes to manifestation or when it comes to blocking what is meant for you. Like if she didn't have an email go through or if something wasn't working, she would just shut her computer and go meditate. Right. So that's kind of the move. Yeah. Finding the
0: things that create peace in the chaos. Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's really is a really simple approach because we often overlook it to find something that's like, we need to have this huge, crazy ritual to combat this energy. And it's like, no, find peace. It's really easy.
1: Yeah. Cause Mercury would overthink things. Mercury would go over it and over it again. And I'm ruled by Mercury. I have a Gemini stellium. So I feel this too. Every time.
0: (laughs) There's always a solution. Sometimes you just need to step back for a little bit for it to come through, Mm -hmm. switch up the routine. Read a book,
1: get off your phone.
0: Alex, you've mentioned your podcast, Priestesses Prescribe. You said that right. You said it like
1: regal in a regal way. Yeah, I
0: think that's what stopped me. Like my enunciation was
1: like, oh, Wow. Mm -hmm. Was she a queen in a past life? (laughs) You mentioned High Priestess of Brooklyn. That's my handle. That's my website. I shortened it on on the talk for the kids. So it's High Priestess BK. But yeah, you can find me. You can find me on the gram uh, and on my website. Beautiful.
0: And if someone wants to book a session with you, the best way to reach out is through your website?
1: Yeah, that's the easiest. You can also DM me if you're curious which one you want. But I recommend doing the hour session first and foremost to to establish the foundation and then we go from there beautiful is there anything else that you would like to share about
0: yourself the work that you do or mercury retrograde
1: keep on keeping on everybody you're Mm. all doing a great job
0: Mm. love it words of affirmation
1: (laughs) beautiful well thank you alex i appreciate
0: you coming on thank you so much for having me again this was really really fun That is today's episode, Conscious Creators, and I want to hear from you. Is Mercury Retrograde something you need to fear? I don't know. Let me know what you think on today's Instagram post at thisconsciousness and drop your thoughts down there. I would love to hear what your thoughts are so we can continue this conversation with the community. And oh my goddess, in true Mercury Retrograde fashion... Okay, let's be honest. It's probably not Mercury retrograde. It was probably me just being forgetful. I forgot to ask Alex how she creates consciousness and that fun speed round of questions. So we'll definitely have her back on the pod to dive more into that. But because I didn't do that segment, I am going to give you a mini oracle card reading on the guest episode. And I am shuffling right now. I'm using the Daily Crystal Inspiration Oracle deck. A very simple deck, but full of such beautiful information. And I'm going to stop shuffling right about now. Mmm. The card that I pulled is Celestite. Soothe your soul. For anyone who hasn't seen what Celestite looks like, it's this beautiful blue gemmy crystal kind of looks like a blue quartz really. It's very soft, delicate. It connects you to the angelic realms. And with that, I'm really being led here to share that your angels are surrounding you. They are guiding you and protecting you. And most importantly, your angels want you to know that there is nothing to worry about. Stop worrying about the unknown Try giving yourself the opportunity to expand the unknown into the present, to turn the unknown into something that is greater, a feeling of expansion, something that opens you up to the unknown rather than fearing the unknown and closing yourself off. The other piece of information that Spirit is really harping at me to share, and it's interesting that they harp at me, is because Celestite is blue blue corresponds to the throat chakra and with that especially in the time of mercury retrograde you are being asked to communicate clearly and really concisely uh sometimes long drawn out explanations can actually hurt you get to the point and just be within that share what you're feeling don't try to uh, shift the emotion. Just be genuinely honest and know that sometimes might not accept your honesty and they might be triggered. Hell, you might even be triggered. And if you feel that happening, go back to Your Triggers Are Your Teachers, parts one and two of this podcast to find out other ways you can self-soothe. Just take the time this week to be present with your mind, body, and spirit and affirm to yourself yourself, It will all be okay. Let's say it again, but together this time. It will all be okay. Hell, one more time for good measure. It will all be okay. And if you're still struggling with that, I invite you to go back to a time when you felt the emotions you were feeling currently and to look back to what you did to get yourself through that process. Know that you still have those tools, but you are also being invited to learn more tools, new tools at this time. Well, conscious creators, I really hope that that resonates with you and that helps you. I want to remind you to head to the show notes to sign up for the waitlist for Tara for the Shadow. Doors open this Sunday, and you don't want to miss out on that discount code. But as always, remember you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. Until then, conscious creators.